Section three of The Book of the Thousand Nights and a Night, Volume Ten. This is a LibriVox recording. All LibriVox recordings are in the public domain. For more information or to volunteer, please visit LibriVox.org. Recording by Mark Ernest. The Book of the Thousand Nights and a Night, Volume Ten by Anonymous. Translated by Richard Francis Burton. Night nine hundred and ninety two. When it was the nine hundred and ninety-second night, she continued, It hath reached me, O auspicious king, that the merchant Ali said to Ma'aruf, I will invite thee to my house, and invite all the merchants on thy account, and bring together thee and them, so that all may know thee, and thou know them, whereby thou shalt sell and buy, and take and give with them, nor will it be long ere thou become a man of money." Accordingly, on the morrow, he gave him a thousand dinars and a suit of clothes and a black slave, and mounting him on a she-mule, said to him, Allah give thee quittance of responsibility for all this, inasmuch as thou art my friend, and it behoveth me to deal generously with thee. Have no care, but put away from thee the thought of thy wife's misways, and name her not to any. Allah requite thee with good, replied Ma'aruf, and rode on, preceded by his blackamoor till the slave brought him to the gate of the merchant's bazaar, where they were all seated, and amongst them Ali, who, when he saw him, rose and threw himself upon him, crying, A blessed day, O merchant Ma'aruf, O man of good works and kindness. And he kissed his hand before the merchants, and said to them, Our brothers, ye are honored by knowing the merchant Ma'aruf. So they saluted him, and Ali signed to them to make much of him, wherefore he was magnified in their eyes. Then Ali helped him to dismount from his she-mule, and saluted him with the salam, after which he took the merchants apart, one after other, and vaunted Ma'aruf to them. They asked, Is this man a merchant? And he answered, Yes, and indeed he is the chiefest of merchants. There liveth not a wealthier than he." for his wealth and the riches of his father and forefathers are famous among the merchants of Cairo. He hath partners in Hind and Sind and Al-Yaman, and is high in repute for generosity. So know ye his rank, and exalt ye his degree, and do him service, and wot also that his coming to your city is not for the sake of traffic, and none other save to divert himself with the sight of folk's countries." Indeed, he hath no need of strangerhood for the sake of gain and profit, having wealth that fires cannot consume, and I am one of his servants. And he ceased not to extol him, till they set him above their heads and begin to tell one another of his qualities. Then they gathered round him and offered him junkets and sherbets, and even the consul of the merchants came to him and saluted him, whilst Ali proceeded to ask him in the presence of the traders, o oh, my lord haply thou hast brought with thee somewhat of such and such a stuff and ma'aruf answered plenty now ali had that day shown him various kinds of costly clothes and had taught him the names of the different stuffs dear and cheap then said one of the merchants o oh, my lord hast thou brought with thee yellow broadcloth and ma'aruf said plenty quoth another and gazelles blood red and quoth the cobbler plenty and as often as he asked him of aught, he made him the same answer. So the other said, O merchant Ali, had thy countryman a mind to transport a thousand loads of costly stuffs, he could do so, 
and Ali said, he would take them from a single one of his storehouses and miss naught thereof. Now whilst they were sitting, behold, up came a beggar and went the round of the merchants. One gave him a half dirham and another a copper, but most of them gave him nothing, till he came to Ma'aruf, who pulled out a handful of gold and gave it to him, whereupon he blessed him and went his ways. The merchants marvelled at this and said, Verily this is a king's bestowal, for he gave the beggar gold without count, and were he not a man of vast wealth and money without end, he had not given a beggar a handful of gold. After a while there came to him a poor woman, and he gave her a handful of gold, whereupon she went away, blessing him, and told the other beggars who came to him one after other, and he gave them each a handful of gold, till he dispersed the thousand dinars. Then he struck hand upon hand and said, Allah is our sufficient aid, and excellent is the agent. Quoth the consul, What aileth thee, O merchant Ma'aruf? And quoth he, It seemeth that the most part of the people of this city are poor and needy. Had I known their misery, I would have brought with me a large sum of money in my saddlebags, and given largesse thereof to the poor. I fear me I may be long abroad, and tis not in my nature to balk a beggar. I have no gold left. So, if a pauper come to me, what shall I say to him? Quoth the consul, Say, Allah will send thee thy daily bread. But Ma'aruf replied, That is not my practice, and I am care-ridden because of this. Would I had other thousand dinars wherewith to give alms till my baggage come. Have no care for that, quoth the consul, and sending one of his dependents for a thousand dinars, handed them to Ma'aruf, who went on giving them to every beggar who passed till the call to noon prayer. Then they entered the cathedral mosque and prayed the noon prayers, and what was left him of the thousand gold pieces he scattered on the heads of the worshippers. This drew the people's attention to him, and they blessed him, whilst the merchants marveled at the abundance of his generosity and open-handedness. Then he turned to another trader, and, borrowing of him other thousand ducats, gave these also away, whilst merchant Ali looked on at what he did, but could not speak. He ceased not to do thus till the call to mid-afternoon prayer, when he entered the mosque and prayed and distributed the rest of the money. On this wise, by the time they locked the doors of the bazaar, he had borrowed five thousand sequins and given them away, saying to every one of whom he took aught, Wait till my baggage come, when, if thou desire gold, I will give thee gold, and if thou desire stuffs, thou shalt have stuffs for I have no end of them. At eventide, Merchant Ali invited Ma'aruf and the rest of the traders to an entertainment and seated him in the upper end, the place of honor, where he talked of nothing but cloths and jewels, and whenever they made mention to him of aught, he said, I have plenty of it. Next day he again repaired to the market street, where he showed a friendly bias towards the merchants and borrowed of them more money, which he distributed to the poor. Nor did he leave doing thus twenty days, till he had borrowed threescore thousand dinars, and still there came no baggage, no, nor a burning plague. At last folk began to clamor for their money, and say, The merchant Ma'aruf's baggage cometh not. How long will he take people's monies and give them to the poor? And quoth one of them, My read is that we speak to merchant Ali. So they went to him and said, O merchant Ali, merchant Ma'aruf's baggage cometh not, said he, have patience, it cannot fail to come soon. Then he took Ma'aruf aside and said to him, O Ma'aruf, what fashion is this? Did I bid thee brown the bread or burn it? 
the merchants clamor for their coin and tell me that thou owest them sixty thousand dinars which thou hast borrowed and given away to the poor how wilt thou satisfy the folk seeing that thou neither sellest nor buyest said ma'aruf what matters it and what are threescore thousand dinars when my baggage shall come i will pay them in stuffs or in gold and silver as they will quoth merchant ali allah is most great hast thou then any baggage and he said plenty cried the other allah and the hallows requite thee thine impudence did i teach thee this saying that thou shouldst repeat it to me but i will acquaint the folk with thee ma'aruf rejoined be gone and prat no more am i a poor man i have endless wealth in my baggage and as soon as it cometh they shall have their money's worth two for one i have no need of them at this merchant ali waxed wroth and said unmannerly wit that thou art i will teach thee to lie to me and be not ashamed said ma'aruf e'en work thee the worst thy hand can do they must wait till my baggage come when they shall have their due and more so ali left him and went away saying in himself i praised him willom and if i blame him now i make myself out a liar and become of those whom it is said whoso praiseth and then blameth lieth twice and he knew not what to do presently the traders came to him and said o merchant ali hast thou spoken to him said he o folk i am ashamed and though he owe me a thousand dinars i cannot speak to him when ye lent him your money ye consulted me not so ye have no claim on me done him yourselves and if he pay you not complain of him to the king of the city saying he is an impostor who hath imposed upon us and he will deliver you from the plague of him accordingly they repaired to the king and told him what had passed saying o king of the age we are perplexed anent this merchant whose generosity is excessive for he doeth thus and thus and all he borroweth he giveth away to the poor by handsful were he a man of naught his sense would not suffer him to lavish gold on this wise and were he a man of wealth his good faith had been made manifest to us by the coming of his baggage but we see none of his luggage although he avoucheth that he hath baggage train and hath preceded it now some time hath passed but there appeareth no sign of his baggage train and he oweth us sixty thousand gold pieces all of which he hath given away in alms and they went on to praise him and extol his generosity now this king was a very covetous man a more covetous than ashab and when he heard tell of ma'aruf's generosity and open-handedness greed of gain got the better of him and he said to his wazir were not this merchant a man of immense wealth he had not shown all this munificence his baggage train will assuredly come whereupon these merchants will flock to him and he will scatter amongst them riches galore now i have more right to this money than they wherefore i have a mind to make friends with him and profess affection for him so that when his baggage cometh whatso the merchants would have had i shall get of him and i will give him my daughter to wife and join his wealth to my wealth replied the wazir o king of the age methinks he is naught but an impostor and tis the impostor who ruineth the house of the covetous and shahrazad perceived the dawn of day and ceased saying her permitted say end of section three recording by mark ernest